Um, hey, welcome to the Little Guys. I'm Josh. Today I'm with Foxanne. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do uh, so we can all be on the same page? Totally. Um, so I'm Foxanne. I make like indie pop music. I play electric guitar, write songs, play synth and bass in the studio and nowhere else. Um, and I, I spent the last year or so working on my my debut full length record that I'm really hype about that I'm that I'm putting out December 4th. And so I've just been spending all fall putting out singles, trying to make music videos in quarantine with an iPhone and no information. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, so that's kind of who I am and what I've been up to. Are you nervous at all? I mean, uh, this is your freshman LP coming up. Right? Yeah, I mean, record. you know, I, I've put out I put out a, an EP a while ago and, and a couple singles, but I haven't never I've never put out something that's taken me so much time and so much work, um, and I've never put this much work into a single project. Um, so I, yeah, I'd say I'm equal parts nervous and excited because it's like oh, I just want to get it out there and have people listen to it, but then my brain's like, oh no. People are what going if to listen to, it? listen to it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, oh, people are listening to it. Then it's like, oh, fuck, people are listening to it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just talked with uh, Weekend at Ramona's uh, actually yesterday at the time of recording about that. About you want people to recognize you for what you do, but you also don't want people to tell you that they're actively playing a part in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, You're like, I want to know, but not like, I don't want to know. Like, I want to find person. out secondhand. That you listen I want to someone music. else to tell me that you listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially when someone's like, hey, I was listening to your stuff. It's like, what do you and... mean? <laughs> it's like, oh, no. Yeah. It's like my, my day job. I'm like a science and space writer. And occasionally someone will be like, oh, like, you know, I, I stumbled across one of your articles one day and was reading it. And I'm like, what do you? You were reading it? <laughs> Something that I wrote? Like, don't do that. Don't tell me that. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> um, one of the times, when I was in college, I got one of my stories published. And I, went, I was working at Publix at the time. And I was, uh, I worked overnight. So I was clocking out to go home. And as one of the guys was coming in, he was like, hey, I saw on Facebook, you got a, you got a story published. It's really cool. I'm going to read it as soon as I get off work. And I spent the whole day like, oh, man, he's going to read it. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, dude, just say yes. Don't tell me you're actually going to do it. Like, I don't need to just, you know, that's your business. That's yeah. <laughs> I want attention, but I don't want to be perceived. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like I I need and crave attention, but like not me. Just the idea of me. <laughs> right, yeah. That's why you came on a podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in your Spotify about section, one of the first things you mentioned is your focus on lyricism. Was that... Mm -hmm always your focus as a uh, music a musician or is that a new thing for you no it's kind of always been like that I um long before I wrote songs I, I spent many years just writing poetry and singing separately and not thinking to do the two at once <laughs> um, totally genius uh, <laughs> and and so lyricism has always kind of been a a big root uh, of the music that I make right um do you also, think like, being a writer i'm like oh it has to be good it's gotta be, you, know? Yeah. You, you know i'm sure as someone who also writes you understand the the perfectionism that can kind of help and get in the way at the same time oh yeah there's like two parts of my brain there's the part of me that's like everything like, writing is communication so if you get the idea across you've done your job good job 
But there's also that part of me that's like, what if it sounded really cool when you did it as well? <laughs> yeah. Like, what if it was sick, though? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I often overdo it. Uh, do you think that... Because uh, there, there's a school of thought for some musicians where there are, quote-unquote, like, lyric bands. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the other guys. Do you think there needs to be that distinction? Or do you think that's just a waste of time? No, I mean, like, yeah, you can look at, like, two ends of the spectrum, like, Fleet Foxes and ACDC, but, like, (laughs) (laughs) but I really don't think there needs to be that divide, because even when you're looking at a band that might not be, like, lyrically heavy, there might not be a lot of lyrics, and they might not seem complex, they might not draw on a lot of, kind of, obscure references or or words, Um, the way that you write words, you know, the way that they arrange the words, that the simplicity of it can be beautiful in, in the same way. So, you know, the lyrics to a Poison song can be just as impactful for someone as, as something seemingly a lot more flowery. Uh, so I don't really think there needs to be a distinction. As someone who enjoys both ends of the spectrum, musically and lyrically. Right. <laughs> so you're saying that Warrant's Cherry Pie is as powerful as Rufus Rainwhite's Hallelujah? Why not? <laughs> of course. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. I don't understand the problem. Um, Where's the confusion? <laughs> so why did you wait? Um, well, not, I'm, that's a weird way to phrase this. Uh, you release an EP in, in 2018, and mm-hmm. then uh, you release a couple of singles. Why not bunch those singles up into a second EP? I, I mean, like, I, I could have done an EP, but I had... I mean, I had more songs than I could have put on an LP at the time and wanted to take the time that it needed to perfect those songs, to fine tune it, to arrange everything in a way that really felt like me. Um, and I didn't want to rush it. I didn't want to just like put things out as I was writing them or as it was happening. I wanted to really work on something uh, a lot bigger and, and a lot more concrete. Mm-hmm. Do you think there is more of a payoff in that regard, you know, spending more time to make sure that this larger project represents you in a bigger way. Do you think more people will resonate towards it? Or do you think that's more random chance? I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I hope so. Probably not. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, I, I'm the type of person where sometimes I'll really just love one or two songs by an artist and listen to them a million and one times and never even th- explore the rest of their music just because I those two songs are enough for me. Um, but I hope that, you know, I figure I'm just putting out as much music as possible that I'm really happy with. So I'm just really glad that I, at least how I felt at the time, made it how I wanted it to sound. Uh, would you encourage other artists to seek out studio time? Like to save up and invest in the... I think it depends on what you do, what type of music you make, the situation you're in. I mean, if you're making like bedroom pop, if you're making like, you know, lo-fi beats to study to, you know, if you're making things that, that are more electronic or, or really the only thing that would be recorded live is vocals, it doesn't seem necessary to me if you're doing it at kind of a, an earlier level. Um, and it totally depends on your resources. I mean, it's amazing to be able to save up and make it happen um, but, you know, people get real, real crafty with logic and, and make a lot of really amazing things happen on their own, which is so impressive. Yeah. And it's also frustrating to hear 
people who are like, man, I would love to record something, but like, that's expensive. It's like, do you yeah. own a microphone? Do you own a really shitty desktop mic? Like, yeah. <laughs> hypothetically, you can do it. Uh, you just have to be okay that it's not going to sound, uh, well, it's less likely to sound like uh, prim and proper and like top of the line. Yeah, like you have to go into it knowing what you want the sound to be like, and then like, how can you get closest to that, basically? Yeah, do you want to be a bad musician? Here's how you do it. You record yourself. Yeah. Like, there are <laughs> artists I love who've, like, recorded whole albums, like, through telephones on, like, basically garbage. And, and it's, it, I love it. Um, and so it totally depends on the person and, and where they're at and what they're trying to make. Yeah, that's like a, the White Stripes guitarist he had a uh like a toy amp he would put up against a microphone at shows mm-hmm. to play through to get that like right sound yeah it's crazy I mean, hey it, it it made the sound that he wanted it to make yeah. whether or not that was good who am i to say <laughs> i don't know <laughs> this is where i found out you hate the white stripes <laughs> like... I, I i'm indifferent the white stripes have a couple fun songs <laughs> um that's an interesting idea you brought up though where you know, it's the, it's what the artist wanted to do. It doesn't matter if it's what the audience wanted them to make. Yeah. Do you think that's how people should approach their art regardless of the situations they're in? No, I think it depends. Like you're trying to make explicitly, you know, commercially popular music and you're trying to reach a specific audience for a specific purpose, you know, as part of your career, then you need to go about it a certain way. But if, you're making art for the sake of art, then it really doesn't matter. Um, So it's totally about your intentions and what you want to get out of it. I mean, if you're kind of somewhere in between, that's kind of a struggle, but it totally depends on what you want to do with your music. So let's say uh, your album, Doing It All, which comes out this December, blows up, right? (laughs) That's that's single coming out Thursday. Oh yeah, there's also a, oh, oh my goodness. (laughs) Well, so let's say you're single, doing it all that comes out this Thursday, uh, <laughs> blows up, right? You have like 3 million followers on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, okay, it's time to make, it's time to start working on new music, but you don't want to do something reminiscent of doing it all. Would you feel like you had to anyways to keep that like clout? Maybe. I feel like, yeah, I can't imagine being in that situation. Um, because music yeah. is so weird and nothing happens in a way that makes sense yeah. <laughs> um, or how you expect it or, or what have you. But yeah, I'm sure I would feel some kind of pressure to make something similar to what had already been successful. Uh, I, I hope that I would be in a situation where I wouldn't have to, where I would maybe be able to play around a little bit more and still find more of that commercial success. But I'm sure there would be some some pressure felt. Yeah. Also, probably some bewilderment. And, like, what the hell, you know? So, what do you want uh, from your project as Fox and from your work, like personally? I just want people to listen to it. I mean, that's the biggest thing that I could hope for with with this album, any of these singles, with any music that I put out. I just want people to listen to it, whether they hate it, whether they love it, whether they. Um, want to start cosplaying as Fox Ann for Halloween and it's like kind of weird or not um, I just want people to listen to it and form an opinion of it that's like that's that's the biggest hope for me is just to have more people hear it mm-hmm. I have this like 
I, I call it the bar fantasy, where once everything is over, I can go to a bar and I'll hear two yes. guys talking about my show. <laughs> the absolute dream. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, you mean it, really? <laughs> yeah, like, bro, did you hear that, that guy's show? The little guys? It's pretty, it's pretty dope. Um, Hell, yeah. Uh, I feel like that's what most people who make anything regardless of medium want is for a stranger yeah. to have an opinion on it. Because it's like objective validation. It, they're not even necessarily saying they liked it or didn't like it, but just that it was heard and it was seen. And, yeah. And and that's, you know, because so many people are, are creating content these days, it's, I feel like, ever, ever rarer. Yeah. Um, are you ever worried about, like, uh, not becoming a one-hit wonder, but only getting, like, 15 minutes of uh, attention? Before the, <laughs> before the world shifts to the next person? Um, I don't know. I, I think that there's... That would be fun. As much as it would kind of suck to be seen in that light and kind of only find success in one weird moment. Um, hey, it's better than nothing, in my point of view. And it's extra kind of weird and fun, you know. <laughs> I always love looking at, like, the one-hit wonders of the 80s and, like, knowing all of these songs and not knowing who they're by and then seeing these bands that I've never seen before. And it's like, oh, that's so cool. And, and, and kind of them living in that moment of fame. And it's kind of weird, but you know, why yeah. not? Yeah. Um, so are, would you say you're currently creatively satisfied? Um, I mean, like not, never, um, because <laughs> <laughs> what musician is, but <laughs> I, I think where I'm at right now is, um, just so I've been working on this album for what feels like an eternity. It really hasn't been, but I'm just so excited to finally have it out there and finally start to get working on the next album because I've, I've already been writing the next one. And I'm already so excited for people to hear the song. They haven't even recorded yet and I haven't even put this album out yet. So, um, yeah, so, well, <laughs> it's let's, just a lot of, um, impatience. Let's talk about the, uh, the first album, uh, for a little bit. That's, sure, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I say it like that wasn't the plan all along. Um, <laughs> you sound you sound very optimistic, which is a good thing. And we joked a little bit about the beginning about, you know, like, oh, God, now people are going to either listen to it or leave me alone. Yeah. It's, like, terrifying, but I'm like, oh, God, please listen to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit what you think about it. Just please, <laughs> press play, you, you know? Yeah. Give me a thumbs down on my music video on YouTube. I dare you. I'll find you. I, like, um... <laughs> Was it uh, the band Jet, their second yeah. album, uh, the, the Pitchfork review for it was just a video of a monkey peeing its own face. You're like, oh I, my could, God. I would take that. Just please, <laughs> please, someone. Kind of, uh, a, kind of a notice me senpai situation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like you describing it as like a, like, like oh yes, the classic <laughs> blunder. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, so classic. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, what are you, is there a song? on the track list you're most excited for people to hear? Um, I mean, I obviously have favorites, but they change all the time. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm putting out my first instrumental song with the record, which I'm really excited about. It's just like a, an, I, I did an intro and an outro for the record because I, I think I'm hot shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, people aren't doing that these days, but I really just had two very short songs I didn't know what to do with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm excited to kind of, I mean, it's just like, um, it's like a piano synth instrumental, which I've never put anything out like it before. So I'm excited to see how people respond to it. 
Um, but I'm also one of the songs, which is going to be the the last single that drops before the full record. It's called Love You Forever. And it's just like one of my favorite songs I've ever written. And uh, I really just love it so much. And I, I'm just so excited to like see if people like it as much as I do. Um, I, I don't know if it's like necessarily the catchiest or most like pop song on the record, but I just, I think it, I think it slaps. Nice. Um, would, would part of you be upset if it didn't uh, attract the uh, attention you think it deserves? <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess a small part of me, but I don't know. I don't know how I'll react to people reacting to it. Because um, <laughs> also, I, I haven't put out music in a little while, and uh, it's the music landscape, even just like from a year ago, is so different that I don't know how it's going to feel or, or or what to expect in that regard. Oh, yeah, especially... Um... I was talking about this with a friend of mine in the aspect of film. What, like, whatever market research these studios did for the movies that were supposed to come out this year that have all been postponed, now doesn't yeah. matter. You know, people doesn't are, matter. The market is so different now. I don't think people individually are that different, but I think uh, as you zoom out. Actually, um, I uh, sometimes I cover sci-fi for work, and I got the screeners to this to cover this movie that's, that was supposed to come out like. A month ago and you know I interviewed the director did the whole thing did this big write-up interview and then they emailed me and they're like hey so we don't know when or if the movie will actually <laughs> come out don't publish your piece and I'm like oh god damn it because <laughs> everything's different now um yeah. and it's like yes yeah, it's, it's this finished movie but they're like well we don't know what to do with it because everything's changed yeah that's like um they released Tenet in theaters and not on demand I remember being like, oh, you guys probably missed out on a lot of money, you know? Oh, um, God. It's uh, like um, Disney putting Mulan on, on Disney Plus. Yeah. Just, you know, I, I can't imagine the amount of money they spent and the insanity of that. Yeah, um, and the tragedy of it being Disney's, you know, live-action Mulan is even funnier to me. Yeah, right? I don't know if you've Ugh. seen it, but it's terrible. Um, I haven't seen it um, because of all the bullshit surrounding it that I really just didn't want to be a part of, but I was like, I was glad to hear that it sucked that i wasn't missing out on anything uh are you talking about when the act the main actor was like yeah i support i support uh the chinese police brutality in china that's amazing yeah we love it it's amazing and then was like oh yeah well we filmed most of it like right outside of the literal concentration camps in china shout out to that a problem is that a problem for you guys Uh. no didn't they like they specifically gave thanks to one of the camps i mean yeah they were like oh my god thank you so much for letting us shoot right out here Thank you so much. We're so grateful. And it's like, yeah. guys, read the, read, read the fucking room. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's also my argument when people say like, oh, you know, people don't eat a Chick-fil-A or Wendy's because of what they you know say. But all these other companies probably believe in the exact same things. And it's like, yeah, but they're quiet about it. And that's all people are really asking for now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, be a racist in your own home. Don't fly a fucking Trump flag and be a douchebag to your friends and family. Just be si- be silently an asshole. It's at least, you know, something. Could the silent majority please actually be quiet for a couple weeks? <laughs> right? Like, just, just stop it. Just stop it. Um, like, you don't need to tell me that you're an asshole. I already sensed it. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, man. So the people who are still Sorry. listening... <laughs> I've, I've scared away all the listeners <laughs> oh no it's fine there's only like 20 I've got of us that, that, po- that post work um, insanity flowing through my veins so oh my know. god I used to come home from 
right now I'm editing uh, novels, and whenever I'm done with my work oh, day, nice. I get really salty because of some of the stuff that, you know, it's like, I've pointed out this area before, why are we still covering this thing, you know, and uh, <laughs> I'll be watching a show, and it'll do the exact same error, and I'm like, okay, my day's over, it's over, I'm going to bed. <laughs> That's that post-work insanity <laughs> hitting. Uh, as someone who does quite a bit of editing at their job as well, um, I, I feel your pain. It's like, I just, just... Just stop doing it. Just stop doing it. And then, of course, when someone edits my work, I'm like, why are they so mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a perfect writer. Why? Well, I don't need an editor. Exactly. It's fine. Like, I can edit your work, but don't don't criticize my writing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, do you? So do you see yourself more as a writer or as a uh, musician? Um, I mean, it, so, I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that. I guess probably a musician. If you're like, oh, like, you know this is a day job and music's like a hobby or like, oh, you're really like a musician, but like you have to do, and it's like, I don't know, I, I, I love communicating science. Um, in fact, there's quite a bit of like space and science stuff on the record. Um, but like at heart, I'm a, just a musician and writer. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I guess musician. <laughs> right. In my mind, it's, it varies person to person. It's what would they want me to say? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's like if I'm like at a job interview, it's like, oh, well, I just do music sometimes, but that's not true at all. I'm going to ask to take off to go record my album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Have you done that? And if you have, what's that conversation like? No. Um, I, I mean, in general, I, I'm very grateful to work for a company that, like, you know, is pretty good about time off in general. And it's like, hey, I got to take some things off and... If I happen to be in the studio on those vacation days, you know, who's to say? Who's to say? It's my time off. What is it from the office where it's like, I said I said that weekend was my sister's funeral, not that oh I my would God. be there. Yeah, I'm not going to pull that. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they think the music thing is, is very cool. So I'm, I'm lucky that they're, they're into it. It's yeah. funny, all the, in the space and science world, whenever I like, share my music, they're always like, oh, this is so cool. But it's like, I get kind of like a weird adverse reaction in music where they're like, oh my God, like everyone is secretly really into space that I find in music and all the space people I find are secretly musicians. Like so many like yeah. astronauts I've spoken with are like, oh yeah, like I, I play electric guitar in this jazz band. <laughs> you know, like totally random stuff. Um, and it's just funny how the two worlds like seem to overlap all the time for me. Do you think there's a reason for that? Or uh, do you think oh, it's yeah. just coincidence? I just, no, science and art are, are just so interlinked um, that it's, it's just, it's totally, it just makes perfect sense to me that scientists are artists and artists are scientists and all, all that good stuff. It's, it all overlaps. The Venn diagram's a circle. No. <laughs> That's like the, the, the part of the Carl Sagan's Pale Blue Dot the essay they cut out was where he was like, and that's why every scientist should join a freeform jazz band twice a week. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness um so you you sound very uh confident to be you know at the time of recording two months from sharing things with everyone forever i, I release a show every thursday and every wednesday night i am inconsolably anxious how are you able to hold on to that confidence Oh, um, I'm anxious all the time, so it's, just, it's all the same to me. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it depends. Someday I'm like, cool, like I'm quitting music. No one's ever going to listen to my record. Why don't I just throw it in the trash and not release it? 
Um, and then the next day I'm like, this is the best thing that anyone's ever written and everyone's going to love it, which of course isn't true. Um, so it just, you know, it depends on the day, the hour, the minute, who's mm. to say. So what's it going to be like? You, what was the official release date again? December? December 4th. Okay. So what's December 3rd, 11.59 PM like for you? <laughs> well, on December 1st, I'm getting my tonsils removed. So I'm probably going to be Hi. in bed on a lot of pain meds, <laughs> watching Netflix, rewatching The Haunting of Bly Manor, um, just refreshing Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you like The Haunting of Bly Manor, don't go to my Twitter today. <gasps> no, it's the best thing ever. I'm not I'm not going to your Twitter. I refuse, <laughs> Don't do it. I refuse to read any negativity about it. <laughs> I'm such a salty, like, English major. <laughs> and it, it shows in my tweets. Um, I think uh, now's a good time to stop, and we'll put in your song. Uh, Ooh, fun. Do you want to introduce it like a bad radio DJ? Yeah, sure. Um, and now we have Fan with Doing It All. Nice. The best I got. Hey. Very hey. M- very NPR of you. <laughs> awesome. I, I need to be a lot quieter and a lot closer to the microphone for this to be NPR. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing, but we're doing it.
Um, I also wish they made jokes that weren't... Like, when they do make a joke, it's always so specific to some, like, Bolivian literary work I've never heard of. And I'm like, I want to laugh too, guys. <laughs> Why can't your jokes be about, like, the Blade movies so I can get yeah, it? right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, be relatable for five minutes. Come on. <laughs> um, like, they did a... Um, this is off track. They did a uh, stand-up comedy special on Fresh Air. They were just showing different comedians they liked like two years ago. And they were all comedians that did conferences for like scholarly events. And I tried my best to listen in, but I was like, I'm so bored. I'm so used to like American, like Western humor, you know? Like pretty in your face, pretty uh, obvious. Yeah, if someone yeah. doesn't yell, I'm, I'm going to lose my mind. Like if Dane Cook isn't crouched and screaming in the corner, like it's not... I'm not reacting to it. If Dane Cook doesn't talk about his penis in the next 15 seconds. <laughs> what is Dane Cook up to these days? You know what I mean? I don't know. I, oh. Also, I'm going to leave this in. So we're okay. back. Um, <laughs> I want to get... That's my goal. I said, is, that the, is that the subhead for your resume? Can you just have that quote be just just a line under your name? What's Dane Cook, what's Dane Cook up to? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's, my, that's my next icebreaker. Um, I, wa- I want to get... I've always wanted to do like a mini a mini series in the show about like artists who have either retired or walked away from their art form, and I think it'd be really funny to get Dane Cook and be like, "So people used to hate you for a living." Oh my How do you feel about that? <laughs> I feel like he probably cares so little at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. But also, um, I mean, there's got to be a reason he stopped. Right? I, I know the there was like some kind of controversy, people claiming he stole jokes, and there was some kind of family issue, money stealing. I don't know. I just know there was some kind of messy situation, and mm-hmm. he was just over it. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he had a very successful few years, so. Yeah, he was like, you know. um, I'm cautious to say it, but he was like, you know, getting like Kevin Hart numbers today, you know, really uh he I was, mean, yeah, he was he was everywhere. He was a, like a A list movie star almost. Like he was in every crappy rom com and every like was it Superstore? Like funny, you know what I? Yeah, like Superstore. Yeah. <laughs> like like he was in so much for for a period of time that I don't know. Maybe he's just doing his thing. Maybe maybe he's secretly just putting out comedy projects for himself and himself alone. Mm, it's a shame like, that he's not say? funny though. Like that really gets in the way. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, so so many comedians aren't funny. So many musicians don't sound good. It is what it is. Right. Um, know, everyone's got different tastes. I mean, I, me, me and my partner, when we met, I mean, even still, we both listen to such a wide variety of music, but there's like maybe three total bands that overlap, <laughs> like in general. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and we're both musicians. Right. Um, but but it's great. What yeah. are your what are your three bands? Um, we both really love Lamb of God. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's much more into Bach than I am, but I can deal with Bach. Um, he's a <laughs> classical musician, so you know. Yeah, I'll put up with it. I'll put up with it. Uh, I don't you, know. I can't think of a third. <laughs> have you read uh, Randall Blythe's memoir about the time he was uh, locked up in a foreign country? No. Um, somewhere in Europe, I want to say Turkey. Uh, lead singer lamb of god uh got arrested and charged for allegedly killing a fan of the concert oh my god and he was in he was in he was in like a prison for three months 
did he did he do it? Uh, no, but it's definitely <laughs> I, presu- I presumed. It's definitely a wild read because I think Jeez. I think I think uh, Blythe is a genuinely good person, or I'm just I have convinced myself of that, and I will not be unconvinced. I've gotten good vibes, and that you know, yeah, <laughs> usually speaks pretty well. Not always. Um, there hasn't been an article God, yet. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, you know, people know so much that if if there hasn't been something yet, or there won't be something soon, it's likely or at least of a person yeah that's like um this this is our way to steer back into the conversation even if it's awkward but um sorry i'm i'm tangenting oh no you're fine uh believe it or not i want people to talk to me on my podcast uh weird i don't know (laughs) something about me um you know some people when celebrities started to be um i guess we should say self-policing and holding people accountable uh probably a couple years ago there was all, all kinds of articles that were like, oh, people are afraid to do stuff now because they could get in trouble. Um, do you think that extends to uh, smaller musicians and artists? Or do you think it's more of a case of those people were overreacting, just don't be an asshole and you're fine? No, I think that it, it extends everywhere in the sense that people are feeling more confident to like speak up about bullshit and like even like old bullshit that or like old shitty things that people have done and i think it's like i think it's great for the community because you know even if they're a smaller band if they're being shitty and even if one person's affected cancel them i don't give a fuck if they're (laughs) if there's some dude harassing harassing like girls at their shows or, or doing whatever cancel them i don't care if they have four fans on spotify like they you know yeah they shouldn't be out harassing people and and taking up space in the scene if they're doing that um and so yeah i don't know i think that the only people that really are like oh you know this policing has to stop this is ridiculous you know i'm gonna get canceled for blowing my nose it's like the only people that are really worried about it are probably people that are actually pretty (laughs) not that nice behind the scenes um and have something to hide so well, that's I, a, I figure I figure most people don't have things that they're worried about being canceled for. So, yeah. So, so why why is the what's the big deal? You know. Well, it's like when people are like, "Let's have the conversation about how long should Louis C.K. be out of the scene?" And it's like, um, someone who was barely funny to begin with, who was like sexually assaulting women, like, yeah, let's not give him an HBO special. Like, is that controversial? Or the the uh, <laughs> the New Yorker news that just dropped at the time of recording? Oh oh no. Oh no, what's the New Yorker news? Uh, I don't want to get the guy's name wrong, but he was fired from the New Yorker. I'm, I'm, I'm looking it up as we talk. I've been wrapped up in space news all day, and uh, spacecraft uh, just landed on an asteroid, so there's lots of excitement there. Okay, so, so I'm gonna, let me bring you back down to the world. Um, Jeffrey, so Jeffrey Tubin of the New Yorker was allegedly, uh, I believe, masturbating on a Zoom call, and he exposed himself. Um, Jesus Christ. You know, so it's like maybe we should be holding people to a high standard of actions when stuff when they think yeah. they can just do stuff like, like if, this. Like if that's still getting by, then the the standard is pretty low still. Like I don't <laughs> think we have to worry about getting crazy with it when people still feel emboldened enough to be doing things like that. Like yeah. oh my god. That's like when like I could care less when somebody goes on Twitter or like it's big on TikTok where they're like um, a celebrity was mean to me on set. Like, yeah, I don't really give a shit. 
Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like someone who makes millions of dollars a year was like slightly rude because they're kind of entitled. Who cares? Like what, yeah, that's not. Yeah, I expect them to you be. Know. Uh, <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Someone was rude to me at Subway last week. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, 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 ha- I don't know when the last time I went to Subway was, but just. It's yeah, for the best. An example. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't. I have um, no understanding where people get the idea of like, oh, so what are we canceling people for next? Going to church? It's like, no, dude, shut up. Like, like, oh, man, people can't be like sexually assaulting people and harassing people and still good at like not getting fired from <laughs> their jobs. What job. is this? What is this, communist Russia? Like, oh my God. When did we join <laughs> the CCP or whatever? <laughs> like, if that's really what makes you angry and not the fact that people are still doing it, like, you. You've got issues. Right. And so, you know, when you get canceled, I'll be sure to, p- to clip this part and play it <laughs> Perfect, underneath your yes. headline. Yeah. Um, that was weird. We, we really went on a tangent. Uh, if you're Sorry mad, if you're listening and you're mad, uh, please write an article about it. Please. Yes. Like, please cancel share me. it. Cancel me cancel for me. thinking that bad people should be held accountable for their actions put me in the spotlight do it i want you to do it (laughs) it's like pitchfork doesn't know who i am yet like they're gonna (laughs) i will i will cancel the album and re-record a new one about the article (laughs) it's perfect it's perfect um you you mentioned a little bit about how you're already working on your you know your sophomore record what's it like kind of being um ahead of where your audience is um it's it's kind of like i have this cool secret but it's also like very frustrating (laughs) because it's like as soon as i write a song it's like this like desperate feeling like oh my god they they like i need to share this immediately but that's not how it works um and then i you know by the time you release a record your sound is already so different and because time, that's how it works. And if you're progressing as an artist, which I hope to always do, um, you know, there's a little bit of frustration in there because I just want to, as soon as I write a song in my bedroom, I want it to be completely done and recorded and going out the next day and be able to send it to everyone. Well, I mean, hypothetically Um, you could, you could be one of those people that records a song a day on YouTube or Patreon and that's just how they do it. Like you, you could do that. What's stopping yeah, you? Yeah, but doing if I it? did that, it would never be like up to the quality or that I want it to be. Right, just, we're talking about Fox a, Ann here. Well, yeah. like you know, a, a a day isn't enough time to make a, a really good song. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you know, you could make a really good recording of a song, but I, I just it takes time. And then to take to like make the song, maybe you make it in a day, but you need to reflect on it. Like when we were mixing the record, it's like we mixed it. And then we like stepped away from it and didn't listen at all for a period of time, then came back to it and it sounded totally different. Um, And so like that kind of whole process of it, it's like, yeah, you can get it out really quick if you really want to. But if you really want to like feel really good about it and not feel like you have to re-record it better later or change it, it's, you know. Right. So if, if like a, you said your partner was also a musician, if they came to you and they were like, Hey, I wrote and recorded all of this song today. It's ready to be shared. Would you tell them, like, hey, maybe not. Why don't we, you know. Oh, no. Everyone's got their own process. Some people, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, everyone's got their own thing. That's just kind of how I feel about my music because I, 
Um, I, I have been in the situation where it's like, oh, I have this song that was out and now I want to re-record it because I wasn't totally happy with it. Yeah. But not everyone's like that. Actually, on this record are, are two songs that I have released previously and I, I just completely re-recorded them from scratch and redid them. Um, and they're not wildly different. I'm just wildly more happy with them. Right. So when is a project done for you then, if you were able to re-record? Because that's something I struggle with. It's um, hard to know when it's done. Yeah. I mean, even now I'm like, oh, we should probably redo the whole record, right? I have a lot of new ideas. Um, but I, I think there just, there just comes a point that you just have to be like, okay, we're done. I'm happy with it. Like, it'll, it'll never be perfect, but you just have to be happy with it. Yeah. Um, or this is this is a good enough reflection of me yeah. is something I'm working on. Yeah, definitely. Which yeah. was, I guess, my whole thing with this record is I just, I wanted it to really reflect the sound that I had in my head and that I'm intending, um, which is a lot harder to do than it seems. <laughs> to have it sound like what you can already hear it sounding like um, seems easy, but it is very difficult. Right, because in your head, you're a perfect guitar player, right? And then oh, you not, record. not in my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, so you said a lot of your album is, like you're talking about, like space at times. Um, do you think that will resonate with people or do you think that'll just be like an added bonus to the people who appreciate it? Um, I think it'll depend on, on who's listening. Um, I, I never write about like space or science or any topic with like, oh, I... I think that this spacecraft is cool. I'm going to write a song about it. Um, just because whenever I've tried to do that, it comes off a little Miss Frizzly and, and not really <laughs> what I'm intending. This one goes um, out to Hubble. Yeah. So, so I've just kind of tried to naturally see how my music progresses and over time just gets more um, inspired by what I do in the other parts of my life. Um, and so I think that that's kind of resulted in the songs not being really obviously about space, but that if people really connect with the song emotionally then they can and they and they you know read the lyrics and, and then get into it they might connect with it on kind of a different level then and that might be just interesting for them but that it, it's not like super in your face or you know I, I kind of come at it from more like emotion-based perspective like I have a song that I actually put out a couple weeks ago about NASA's Opportunity Rover mm -hmm. um, the Mars Rover that they had out there for a long time that kind of like quote-unquote died uh, the other year and and it's just you know it's not obviously about Mars or a rover um, it's just kind of like a really depressing song <laughs> right. but but you know if people are really into it then I've found at least that knowing a little bit what it's about later on after emotionally connecting to it's kind of cool um, and like in the the first the intro song to the record I have actually a live recording from the first rocket launch I ever saw um, of the actual rocket launching and like that just oh, crazy awesome. sound. Um, and it's like the song, you know, there's no real, there's nothing anyone has to know or learn or, you know, have to perceive from it. But just, I just wanted to convey the emotions that I felt in watching it in the song, um, which isn't, you know, science, it isn't. Um, you know, oh, cool, that's this type of rocket doing this, launching this to here. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just kind of the awe of it. Um, and yeah. so I kind of just want to convey the emotions of science and, and of space rather than be super ham-fisted, like, well, did you know that black holes and, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, well, that's, um, 
I, I'm glad you're doing it that way. I've been working on, uh, I've had, it's very early to talk about, but I'm working on this project of this, like, not monster, but being that only hangs out in liminal space, you know, like hallways or staircases and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think that uh, the study of liminal spaces is very interesting. Uh, but I'm having that same problem where if I spend too much time talking about why your, your old high school after dark is weird, I'm no longer telling a story. I'm just talking about liminal space. Yeah. Uh, And then, and then it's like, you're, yeah, I, I find that kind of thing in my, in my writing where it's like, Yes, I, I could get really technical in explaining something, but the person that's reading it doesn't care. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not my place to impress them with my knowledge or, or kind of go down my own rabbit holes. It's just trying to put out information in a way that they are drawn to and then can actually understand from wherever they're coming from, which is, you know, kind of trying to do the same thing in, in music and science. Yeah. It, just in different ways. Could you imagine how much David Bowie's space oddity would suck if he talked about the intricacies of rocket ships? I mean, you know, I'd be into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's fair. <laughs> What's your ideal um, takeaway then? Like, what do you want people to see from your work? Um, I don't know. I, I don't really have... There's no, like, overarching theme to the record. There's no message i just want people to feel it i want i you know yeah, maybe buy a t-shirt uh, <laughs> yeah sure um i i make very emotionally driven music that i find very intense and obviously i'm into it i <laughs> but, but i you know i just want my hope is that people just there's some their feelings are somehow connected to it um however that might be whatever they might get out of it mm-hmm. yeah um that's a very nice sentiment uh <laughs> to kind of start closing in on we're coming up on an hour uh i have two questions i ask everyone before we go uh-oh uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> um okay I'm, uh so the first one would be if you could go back in time to when you first started making music uh what would you tell yourself Ooh. Um, I don't know. Don't be afraid to, to put things out. Just, mm-hmm. just make it, figure out a way to make it, figure out a way to perform it, get it out there. Don't, you know, don't wait for things to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think would be different if you were to have followed that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, You'd be on a better podcast for sure. <laughs> Step one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I would just, um, maybe I'd be farther with it. Maybe I wouldn't be. Who knows? It's tough to say. Mm. It's tough to say. Um, and then the second question is kind of similar. It's, um, I would like to believe that most of my audience is made up of creatives in their own right. What advice would you give to them? <laughs> um, just make stuff that you really like. Uh, it's It's easy to get bogged down with, well, all the music right now that's really popular is like electronic pop in this super specific vein following these kind of brackets and rules and this is what people are drawn to and this is what's charting. And, um, but if you don't like it, like it doesn't matter. You're not going to like be happy with it. Um, like it just full-blown doesn't matter. Um, so mm. just try to make things that you really like. Nice. 
where can we find you on the internet? <laughs> all the places. Um, I'm on all the social media as Foxanne Music. Um, you can look up Foxanne on Spotify, Bandcamp, SoundCloud. I think we're on like Tidal. Uh, my music's on TikTok now. Um, not that I really know how to use TikTok yet because I'm a millennial and not not a fresh young Gen Zer. But if you're listening <laughs> and you know how to use TikTok, help us <laughs> you, out. You can you can make dances to my songs and all cry tears of happiness. Um, and maybe be wondering why you chose my music to make dances to, and very grateful for that. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> as far as I know, I'm the only artist making music under the name Fox Ann. So if you search it out any of the things, something is bound to come up. Um, it'll just be you and then the police. It, yeah, it'll yeah. be me, the police, and then I think there was like a Barbie named Fox Ann a year or so ago. They totally stole my, stole my spot, but um, you know, Mattel. Right. I'm coming for you. Mattel, we got beef. <laughs> we got beef, Mattel. At yeah. Mattel. Foxanne Fox canceled for picking fight with Mattel. <laughs> Corporations start canceling first. artists. <laughs> like, like giant, like billion dollar corporations start canceling like small indie artists. Like oh just like for shits and giggles. <laughs> Do you remember when Doritos canceled themselves? They were like, we're no. going to make the lady Dorito. Oh my God. I full blown repressed that. Memory. <laughs> um, Yikes. So that wasn't a joke. I don't really remember it fully, but like that, they tried it actually putting that out. I think the situation was, and again, if I'm wrong, write that article. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of the people that worked as a high up position in Doritos was talking about they had done the research and they had found out that women preferred a chip that was like less crunchy and had less dust. And so they were going to make a Dorito specifically for women. Whereas like, <sighs> That's bad wording. And if they would have just released a chip and it would have just done well, you know, and like more women would have bought it, that's whatever, right? But it's the fact that they were like, like, remember the Dr. Pepper 10 for men? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's that's, it's, if you go about that way of doing it, you're bad. So the, I think the official Doritos Twitter said, we already have a woman's Dorito. It's called Doritos. And uh, that was that. That's, uh, that's going to be a yikes <laughs> from me. No, thank you. No, thank you. Um, but also, uh, I feel like that 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 guy who makes fifteen an hour writing Doritos tweets saw his moment. <laughs> I mean, fair fair enough. Like the Doritos intern at least had an interesting day. Yeah, he he was probably fired, but. I mean, definitely. What but, a good day uh, for him. That's that's hey. that's power. Um, you can follow the show on Twitter at the Little Guys Three. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at jwfreeman underscore. If you're listening somewhere in which you can rate or review the podcast or what have you please do it i would really like the attention um yeah and if you if, if you have a connection to write that medium article about me i would really appreciate that as well i think that'd be very funny um i'll, I'll print it out and sign it and send it back to you uh, yeah so foxanne thank you so much for coming on and spending an hour of your time with me i've had a great time totally thank you so much for having me it's been a it's been a blast i hope i my post work um mania didn't didn't cause too much fuss and get us both canceled oh my god that's like uh <laughs> i talked to lily master demas from long neck uh-huh and when i released her episode she went on twitter and was like hey find out when my post-work fatigue hit in <laughs> a minute <laughs> later she was like oh it was instantly <laughs> <laughs> oh wait it was literally as soon as we started speaking <laughs>